0: Good morning, welcome to Laurel Heights. I want to call to our attention Hebrews chapter 10 verses 19 through 25. Hebrews chapter 10 verses 19 through 25. The book of Hebrews is a call to action. A call to action addressed to people who were being distracted being tempted to wander away from vigorous activity of faith in Christ. One way the writer expresses what they needed is this phrase, full assurance of faith. Hebrews 10, I'm beginning at verse 19. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter... "...the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith." As is the habit of some. But encouraging one another. And all the more. As you see the day drawing near. I'm interested in this expression. In verse 22. Full assurance of faith. Look back in the paragraph. What is written here about full assurance of faith. First of all, it is possible to have full assurance of faith because of the blood of Jesus who provides the new and living way. We have him as our great high priest over the house of God and this is all about access we have to God through Jesus Christ. We must draw near with a true heart, hold fast our confession, and not neglect the assembling of the saints, so that so that as we encourage one another and walk in this new and living way provided by Jesus Christ, we have And we nourish ourselves by full assurance of faith. Now that's a summary. Look back now in the passage for imperatives. And there are two imperatives reinforced by one prohibition. An imperative is something that is essential. It is required. It must be done. I want you to look at two imperatives in our text. And that's followed by a prohibition. Imperative number one, draw near. Imperative number two, hold fast. And that's followed by the prohibition. Not neglecting to meet or assemble Together, Some translations, like the American Standard Version, not forsaking our own assembling together as the custom of some is. So, unless I'm missing something, the urgent message for those Christians and for us is, in order to have and nurture full assurance of faith, draw near, hold fast, And don't neglect assembling together with the saints. Here's where I want to start. Are you close to God? All through scripture, when you look at passage after passage about the people of God, the faithful people of God are said to be close to God. They want to be close to God. They want to be closer to God. They cherish the truth that they have access to God through Jesus Christ. So given all of that, are you close to God? So that brings us to our first imperative, draw near with a true heart. Draw near with a true heart. Last Sunday, I spoke about worship, and I wanted to remind us worship is about who God is and our reverent response to Him. The more we learn about God from His Word, the more we apply what He has said to us, the more we learn about Jesus, His life, and His teaching. We take all of that in, we dwell on that, live by that, and correct our course as we go along. And what's happening is movement closer to God in all those things. That moves us closer to God. If we process all of that in a sincere heart, we learn about God from His Word, we apply what He said... We learn about Jesus and follow Him. And as all that takes place in our lives, we are moving closer to God. It says here, draw near with a true heart. As you consider that, turn a few pages please and find Hebrews 11 and verse 6. Hebrews 11 and verse 6. Where it says... Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. That's please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. I believe in God, but do I seek Him? I'm not an atheist. But am I really drawing near to God? Or do I just drop His name from time to time in prayer? And do I just come to a place from time to time, but perhaps without full sincerity and discipline of heart? Likewise, in James 4 and verse 8, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. And that means, James goes on to say, cleansing your hands, purifying your hearts, humbling yourself before God. A lot of the things we do necessarily involve buildings and budgets and details and plans and arrangements and times of service and giving. But inside, every one of us back of all these things, there has to be this fundamental desire that as we do all these things, we are drawing closer to God in order to have what the writer refers to here as the full assurance of faith. It is through disciplined thought, prayer, personal self-examination, regular contact with the word and God's people that we draw near to God. And James says, he will draw near to you. The Hebrew writer wants us to know this is part of what is called full assurance of faith. That's imperative number one. Imperative number two is to hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. If you believe strongly in God today, and you long for that eternal home with Him in heaven, and you are mindful of what you need to do with your life in that regard, but tomorrow you're just not as strong about it, Beware of wavering. The word we may sometimes use is periods of doubt. I want to say to us, if you have doubts, don't ignore those doubts. Doubts, wavering, doesn't just go away automatically over time. Doubts must be confronted and recognized honestly and then diligently addressed through study and truth and power and diligence to avoid where doubt can lead. And let me add, if someone comes to you and they confess, I'm just not sure about the gospel anymore. Don't tear them up. Build them up. Don't attack them. Help them. Get the Bible open. And review all the powerful evidences of faith. I I looked up the word "waver" And I found synonyms. Unsteady. Undecided. Not resolute. See, that sounds dangerous. When it pertains to your life before God, your life as a Christian every day, unsteady, undecided, not resolute, what I need to have is the full assurance of faith whereby I draw near to God and hold fast the confession of my faith. To have full assurance of faith, it's up to each of us To do everything God equips us to do, but to do it with strong, courageous, steadfast, inner sincerity and reverence for God. Always abounding in the work of the Lord without wavering, drawing near to God. So you've got imperative number one, draw near, and imperative number two, hold fast. Then the inspired writer offers this prohibition for our good don't neglect to assemble with the saints so I want to be blunt if you're not drawing near to God you look at yourself and you just have to say I'm not really drawing any closer to God you're not drawing near to God and you're wavering You're not really, it can't be said you're holding fast the faith. Where were you last week? Are you planning to be here at five? What about Wednesday night Bible class? Sunday morning Bible class. Habits are formed over periods of time. The word habit means something you become involved in and it just continues. And you become accustomed to it over time. Habits are good or bad depending upon their content. Most of us eat two or three times a day and drink water and sleep at night. Those are good physical habits. When it comes to my relationship with God, there are good habits and bad habits. Daily Bible reading is a good habit if pursued with a good heart and purpose. Praying our thanksgiving to God over meals and other occasions, that's a good practice when sincerity is present. There was a phrase I heard often when I was growing up and my parents, I thank God, never wavered from this. And here's that phrase. Being there every time the door is open. You remember hearing people talk about that? Being there every time the door is open. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night gospel meetings. Why are we not seeing that as much anymore? right here our passage certainly stresses how encouraging that is when God's people come together but also in this passage this is part of drawing near to God and holding fast to have full assurance of faith but also don't neglect to assemble together with the saints and you know I'm not talking about being forbidden by sickness or the death of someone or being out of town and worshiping somewhere else. I'm talking about, and the writer is talking about, here's the word, neglecting, negligence. Robert read about that earlier in the book of Hebrews. Negligence neglecting to meet together it's not that you can't be there you neglected to be with the Saints if I want full assurance of faith I examine my life and consider that I don't have the full measure of faith I need to draw near to God hold fast and along with that not neglect to assemble with the Saints friend of mine D Bowman wrote this a long time ago We must come to view our duties as privileges designed to help the development of our spiritual life What could possibly be bad about keeping watch over ourselves in the love of God Jude 21 are keeping ourselves unspotted from the world, James one twenty seven. Are watching so that we are not seduced by the devil, in one Peter five eight. And what could possibly be bad about putting on the whole armor of God, in Ephesians six? And how can being with those who love the Lord on the Lord's day be thought of as anything other than? A privilege. These are not merely duties. They are blessed privileges. One more part of this we cannot leave out. In verse 23, about God, the writer says, He who promised is faithful. Some of us are not faithful. God is faithful. Do you need some incentive this morning to reach greater heights in your faith, to pursue holiness with godly fear, to just do better about prayer and attendance and serving one another and evangelism and relationships and all the other privileges God has granted? I want you to listen again to our passage. And this time, this time I read, I'm going to keep reading down through verse 31 starting at 19 Hebrews 10:19 Therefore brothers since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh and since we have a great high priest over the house of God let us draw near not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a fearful expectation of judgment, and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries anyone who has set aside the law of moses dies without mercy on the evidence of two or three witnesses how much worse punishment do you think will be deserved by the one who has trampled underfoot the son of god and has profaned the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified And has outraged the Spirit of grace. For we know Him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, and again, the Lord will judge His people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. If you need to confess your sins or ask for prayers or respond initially to become a Christian, do that at this time, please, as we stand to sing.